We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends at the Sackville Hotel and I've got the rising star of, of Sports Best Friends Media, Jack Amato, and obviously only higher on looks, not talent? No, that couldn't be. Just good looking and talented. Yeah, um, that's an interesting one. I feel like I can't really decide on that one. Yeah. You are the, the godfather of Sports Best Friends, so I'll leave that up to you to And I am already good looking and talented, so it makes it's hard to work out which one's which. Now we've just sat here, we've listened to Genius, the, the, have you ever heard that term? Well, yeah. Tim, okay, great. Yeah. I think it's a This Week in League thing. Uh, Tim Sheen's waxing lyrical for two hours. No, more, three. Oh, shit. It's about 30. three hours. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. And you just mentioned then that, I mean, you'd already got some pre-warning about it. Yes. I, I'd heard, um, like, a couple of years ago, I was listening to something Matty Johns said, where he said, like, if you stop by Tim Sheen's in the street and you ask him a, you know, Hey Shinzi, how you doing? He'll talk to you for an hour. Yeah. And um, yeah, wow, that's that was pretty it accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So Emma Lawrence did the chatting for us at the beginning. She asked three or four, you know, normal good questions, yeah. and then opened it up to the floor. And the the floor had exactly the kind of questions you'd imagine. Except for one of them was really good. What was the one that everyone loved? Here it was. Oh no, it was. Um, what's the best thing that you've noticed since you've gone? What's the worst thing you've noticed since yeah. you've gone? Yeah. And and that was great. I think in that one he'd ri- he'd said that the sad thing was. Uh, I think I wrote a lot of things. Oh, he said the happy thing that had happened was the financials were now great, uh, which I'd not thought about. He, he'd mentioned that they were absolutely cooked by 2003. Yeah, because they had to like pay back a loan to the NRL or something. Yeah. They had 3.6, they had to give all of the six. So yeah, like yeah three so their salary cap was less for a few years. And then, the, and that was a very clear and easy answer to follow. And yeah. then the negative was a very genius answer which yeah. was long and detailed and incredible and rugby league lovers would have loved it but if you wanted to try and boil it down say if you were trying to take notes it was extremely challenging yeah. I think what I wrote down was coaching but then because he, he was saying that coaches change all the time and so us blaming coaches isn't right I thought yeah. he was going to say we've had so many coaches so you can blame that he was like yeah. you can go fuck yourself yeah. all these coaches keep blaming whoever they've got they're, they're not worth anything but really what he was trying to say was it came down to opposition public perception and power within powers within people within. yeah uh, powers within so um it was like i mean i guess about people broadly but yeah. like the the shifts of the people like in the power when the club is at the state that it's at at the moment when it's losing and like right. blame starts getting moved around right. and stuff like that and that's when you really had to go at managers yes yeah yes yeah, which i loved oh I'll, yeah it was nice wasn't it yeah <laughs> i don't know anyone who's on managers uh, obviously, the opposition was talking about with the recruitment and just how everyone around you is going. But public perception, he said, was a big one. And I just assumed he meant fans. And he made a big point to dif- differentiate between fans and supporters. Fans, mm. were, fans were, he literally meant like in the wind, moving around, whereas supporters are something that supports you and holds you up. But he was saying more public perception for uh, uh, players. players. Yeah. 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 Which is interesting because I think like we kind of saw it without fully knowing with the Latrell situation when he chose South Sydney over West Tigers for reportedly a lot less money. Yeah. But yeah, it was him talking about how 
I mean, just offering certain players a lot of money to be in like a spine position, and they're like, no, I'll stay where I am and yeah. play center for less money. Yeah, you know? I think he named Manu, and I think he, he named he named Manu. Yeah, uh, but there was someone else who just at the very end who started uh, Brandon, Brandon Smith. Smith. Yeah, it was just yeah. like these people would rather do well than play with the Tigers. Fucking hell. Yeah. He also did, uh, Jack is very coyly looking at me telling me not to say things because he did say at the end of it, nothing leaves this room, but he <laughs> no, lives in I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure where our, <laughs> our, our boundary was, but I'm yeah. glad you said it. Well, I would love for Sheenius to come and get upset. I'd love to cop a spray. If yeah, that's what he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to dish up, more time with him, I'm happy to do it. Some other weird things. Has a massive whistle collection. Yeah. Fuck, I love that. I don't know why. How? That rung so hard with me. Yeah, that was one where, like, because his answers are all sort of very long and everything, it's like you listen to all of it, but you have to take a few points out of it. Right. And that was like one that stood out where I'm like, wait, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. And it was, I think the, the question was, are you ever going to coach again or something like that? And he said, oh, no, I haven't got the whistle. And then he was like, actually, that's not true. I've got over 300 whistles yeah. or something. And then he was telling about not just from coaching, but and he had a lot from his coaching career, but also like army whistles or war whistles. Yeah. And, he really looks like, seems like the kind of, he's obviously very smart, very, um, can really focus in on something. And there's things that he's done outside of his life that aren't just football. He's obviously focused in on that kind of crap. I mean, he yeah. seems to have a really collector's mind. Well, he said that he has, um, he collects autographs as well. Yes. And then he has an autograph book. And, yeah. and a furniture <laughs> wheel for as, as an earthquake hits yeah. the pub. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so he, it must just be like, maybe like a relaxing vice for him because yeah, okay. when you consider he's been coaching since like the early 80s yeah like how does he still have any hair left yeah <laughs> like, and he like, did have it he moved his hat yeah I see it. yeah mm. i did i did have a look at it yeah he's a big fan of the cap i remembered that he for is. some reason when i saw him yeah. he's always had a cap on which i love because it's it's like old school sheens in like his Canberra days yeah it was like the sweater and like the button up yeah. thing and then the like the sweater yeah. you're right and oh then, my god and then like 2000s came and he moved to like the cap and yeah. the jacket yeah and he's yeah he's stuck with that but I was he had some pretty trendy shoes on so he's, he, he moves with the times yeah yeah I was looking at him going them they're nicer than the shoes I'm wearing um he talked a lot about juniors which was mm. great and he, he, he rattled off a whole bunch of people and also that was the other thing that he kept doing he just kept rattling off incredible facts I mean some of them may not have been real no one was fact checking them. yeah but the confidence or the I mean I often people people listen to this know that I often sit there going oh what, the, what was that fucking guy's name and he's been playing for us for seven years and he's yeah. another halfback whereas he was able to go oh look some of our juniors I've got to look over 300 kids but I know in this team the, the hooker the yeah he's, you know, he's, like, he's like the 9 the 8 the 1 yeah, the, the 13, 13 yeah. and then later in the night it's like oh his name was Penasini I was like holy yeah. shit that's yeah. he's still definitely with it um and although we keep ragging on his answers, I, I should cl- clarify that his, all of his answers were certainly worth listening to. It's only yeah. if you wanted an answer to what you'd asked that you yeah. needed to like find the bits. Yeah. But in general, yeah. it was like, there's an absolute treasure trove of everything here. You just need to kind of run it all down and then you need to probably shift through it. Yeah, it's almost like he, he pays every single question that he's probably ever received with absolute respect and wants to give you every possible answer to it. Yeah. And like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go all of the ones you could think of. Yeah, and then you go, that's the one I meant. Yeah, yeah. now I get it. Uh, some great quotes. There's two I think I wrote down. One is, if you haven't been to hospital, you probably haven't had a go. Yeah, that was good. That I was hectic. That. And, and then it, he said that that is like for every code of footy there is. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, it's true, I guess. Yeah. And then the other great one at the end, at the end was. Uh, 
you're allowed to lose a game, you can't be beaten. Yes. I fucking wrote that down, that was so good. Uh, because you can definitely see, if you said that maybe to a child or something like that, or, or a 12 year old, they'd be like, That's, they're the same words. Yeah. But now you can, after watching a lot of team sports, you can definitely see sometimes the Warriors are doing at the moment, they're losing games. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but there are games where, oh sorry, they're, they're being beaten in games because they're just beaten down, they're not, yeah. they're not mentally in it. Whereas there are other times where you're both playing as best you can and just there has to be a loser. Yeah, uh, it's like, it kind of fits into what, um, what I was saying on the, the very good uh, Penrith Panthers podcast, Big Cat Chat, <laughs> uh, the other week after we, after we lost to those para-frauds, that it's like, <laughs> it's, it's about the manner in which you lose. Yeah. And like Tim it, yeah, no, no. <laughs> you're not the Tim Manor, no. no. <laughs> um, and he like was seemed to be really big on yeah that idea about like he was talking about when you know when someone on the other team goes and scores under the post, you know you want players chasing to make sure he doesn't quite get there and stuff like that. It was like you could tell he would have loved to have had like James Graham in his prime because yes. he was the king of that stuff. Yes, yeah. Discretionary effort was the term he kept That's using. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. Which I also wrote down before anyone thinks I can remember things again. Uh, he said often we would just refer to those team spirit, but but the business world calls it discretionary effort. And I loved it. I like it way more than team team effort, team spirit. The team yeah. spirit seems ephemeral or like you can't, no one really knows what it is. It's not really yeah. attainable that someone can tell children. Whereas discretionary effort seems real. It's like defined, yeah. you know, like you can actually look up what that is and yeah. get the same answer, like no matter where you look for it kind of thing. He it, said that it equated to 30% or something. He was giving some yeah. business stats then. It was very interesting because they must have like, he must have read a study on yeah. it or something like that. But like, like everyone out there would know that that's true. Like the example he used of in like for the regular world of like there's the difference between the people who finish it they're meant to finish at five but they stay till six and don't ask for overtime or whatever because they're just you know trying to do their part and the person who finishes at three and puts down their pen at 2.30 and is like waiting to go and it's like everyone's had those jobs yeah where you're like that where you're just waiting for it to end and you like you would know yourself that like Oh, I didn't put everything into that job because it wasn't like the right one for me or whatever. And it's true, I guess in sport, there's just no room for that if you want to be a winner. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's tees. Yeah, oh yeah, I agree. And that was that. And I almost wanted to ask him, like, who are you thinking of when you're thinking about that? Because mm. I would love. He was he was dishing everything tonight. Oh, he had no filter. I want to I want to know which immortals he doesn't like. Yeah, because oh, oh, that was the other thing. So I asked him the classic T thing of is Benji Marshall an immortal? He and his first, I also asked him, what does he think of the Immortals writ large? And he was saying it's flawed because there are some real dickheads He's, in yeah, there. He said that if, um, he said that it's like, firstly, that it's very like political yeah. and everything. And he said that for that reason, he probably would lean to Benji being one. Um, and he said that it seems as though they seem to want to remember just how good they were at footy, not who they were as a person. And yeah. he said there's some like, very average people that he's known over the years that are now immortals. Yeah. And like, there's a very obvious one in Chang. Yeah. But like, 
He, the way he worded it, he used plurals. Yeah, so I well, for sure. Who else it and was. he said that he knew. Yeah. And he didn't mean Bob Fulton because later he used Bob Fulton was, as a. I was wondering if it was Fulton just because it's a manly thing in there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then he was very complimentary of Fulton, yeah. so it can't be him. Yeah, yeah, and because he because when I when he was when I then started to throw some reasons why it should be Benji because he was trying to be very uh, magnanimous about the yeah, whole thing. Whereas yeah. I was just like, just say yes. Oh yeah, um, you kept you basically <laughs> talked him into yeah. going all right, which is what right. I do with most people who yeah. are. Well, he was like, oh yes and no for these reasons. But he had said, you know, there are some people who, after playing, had gone into coach Australia and done all these things like Fulton, which is why Bobby should have been in there, and which is a great reason. However, there can only be one Australian coach, so we can't, you couldn't put the illustrious above Hall of Fameness on who played really well and then became a coach because that's, yeah. it's also then silly. It's like whoever you then name coach, you're also then anointing yeah. as yeah. thing, which I know wasn't what Tim was suggesting, but it was certainly what I was thinking when I was still trying to debate why Benji should still be there. Yeah. Uh, and so he, but he did eventually say that, yeah, he would. I just asked him if he was on that panel, because he eventually said it, it's up to the panel. And I said, well, if you're yep. on the panel, would you be advocating for Benji? And he said, yes. So I love that. I was, I know that he thinks Benji's quite um, a ridiculous character and loves to make fun of that. But he has a true and unabiding love for Robbie Farrow. Did you get that yeah, vibe? Yeah, there are a few players that he mentioned their names just constantly. Yep. And you are like, you can tell that he seems like the kind of guy who. He loves all his players, yeah, because um, he's just that kind of person. But he was Robbie was one that he just kept mentioning again and again, and he seemed to be very acknowledging of Robbie's like flaws in like his personality and that like his stubbornness and stuff like that. And he seemed to be accepting that like, yeah, sometimes you've got to be like that to be, you know, a great hooker and yeah. stuff like that and everything. And. Like, the way he was able to sort of, like, in a friendly way, kind of take the piss out of Robbie as well, you know? Even when he's not here. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, like, it was, it just really seemed like he did love Robbie. And he mentioned, like, there was a, he had a very good ability of, no matter what the question was, mentioning the way, like, Robbie came back from his injury in 2003 or 2004. You know, and, like, it, it just showed how much, he realises how much Robbie contributed to that 05 Premiership, I think, and the fact that he was there for all those years and everything and that. And yeah, he you could tell he definitely loved, yeah. loved Robbie. And also the other thing that he did a lot was benchmark people coming through against him. He's a Robbie Farrer player. He's yeah, got a lot yeah. like Robbie Farrer. Yeah, he said he's got some Robbie Farrer in him. Yeah. That was his And that might be because he's talking to a West Tigers group, but he has coached a great Canberra team, yeah. that Cowboys team that almost went to a grand final and then did an 05. Obviously our team, England. Yeah, Roy Simmons at Penrith. Yeah. Um, and so he's had a lot of, he had the entire Australia team. Yeah. Um, he's had a <laughs> he lot of He literally had Cam yeah. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so there are a lot of people that he could re be referencing, and he probably does in other forums, but there's a big part of me that really believes that he genuinely loves that kid. Just yeah. like, just like we all do. Yeah, it was, it was. Um, it seemed to be um, him and Fulton were the ones he yes, loved the most. Yes, had a had a dad vibe about them. Yeah. Um, I was very pleased that he had grandchildren. I don't know if you saw me ask the Hyper MDM group on Twitter, but I asked them, "Does anyone know if Tim Sheens oh, has a grandchild?" I was wondering what that was about. I did, and then everyone. First of all, some very smart people went. Don't tell T because he's a weird stalker, and yeah. you don't know what he's going to do with this information. Level ten stalker, they yeah, said. That's right. But then amazingly, that group turned up some incredible information about, oh, I once had a sleepover with his son, yeah. and someone was like, oh, I'm friends with his niece, I fucking love that group. They're the most bizarre group of people. It's it's the fact that it's a group of 
people who it represents pretty much every single club. That's right. And so, like, you can get a weird story no matter what topic you want to bring up. <laughs> yeah, and which is why someone could feel comfortable asking, does does Tim Sheens have a grandchild yeah. in that yeah. DM? Turns out he does. I asked him at the beginning because I had some of Big T's rugby league books that I had at home. I was wondering what that was that yeah. handed out. And so uh, I had them at home and thought he, he might like them. Uh, Littlest has listened to them enough now that he doesn't need them right now. Uh, and so hopefully you'll read those with grandchildren. There's, there's some West Tigers ones in there and one about the Premiership, which hopefully he'll uh, have a tear in his eye while <laughs> he's recounting winning that. But, I mean, again, I know he's talking to a West Tigers group, but he just seems to really love talking about that 4-5 time. Like, he just, mm. every time we were talking about, oh, current players, what are we doing now? He'd hark back at some stage to that time. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess so do I. I mean, he's just, maybe that's yeah. what I'm realizing tonight, is he is incredible and, and, and gifted at coaching. But also is a West Tigers supporter. You know, large part of him is a West Tigers supporter yeah. and thinks about 05 a lot, just like I do. And yeah. so Tim Sheens and I are very similar. Well, yeah, it genuinely, yes, it, yeah, well, it genuinely did seem that way. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> like, because he kept, like, because Tigers weren't the only club he kept yeah. mentioning, but True. it was like, you could tell that there was only a couple and it was clubs that he seemed to have a soft spot for. Right. And he just, like, I know, yeah, it was a West Tigers audience, but the fact that he kept yeah, being very specific about that and then joking about how they gave him the ass too soon and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell that there was still, despite the end of it, there was still fondness for everything that happened, you know, mm. where... He wouldn't come like, back, I guess, you're right, if it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. And, like, he... I don't know how the Cowboys went when he was there really yeah. but he only mentioned it once yeah. you know and he he talked about the Tigers pretty much the whole thing mm. kept mentioning Penrith kept yeah. mentioning Canberra as well but like there was a lot of Penrith chat there was there was I loved it he complimented my jersey yeah that yeah. was so good well, you, look, we should talk about that tell us what you're wearing uh, I'm wearing the uh, 1972 Penrith Panthers retro jersey um, that I got off the beautiful Victoria as a birthday gift last year. Yes, she she did well, she did well. Um, Perfect size as well, not just a jersey, but yes, she nailed the size. Yes, actually she really did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, like, full put in complete research in this. She got one of my friends, uh, Jared, big, big cat chat listener, Jared, uh, to like message me asking my thoughts on the jersey because he was pretending he was going to buy it. Love it, and I was so like, smart. I was, yeah, I was like, oh, I love that jersey and everything. And so then on my birthday, I opened it up. Oh, I've got it. Bam. And yep, and I chose specifically to wear it tonight because he, Tim Sheens himself wore this jersey when he played at Penrith. Yeah. And then, yeah, as soon as he got a glimpse of it, he went, oh, I like that Penrith jersey. Yeah, like, like, and then, but it, I think even before the jersey, there was heaps of Penrith chat. I kept whispering it to mm, you that there was just mm. lots of chat. I know they're doing well at the moment. He obviously has a storied history there, he played there, he coached for a period of time. Played 12 years, coached five years or something like that. And yeah. so that obviously, you and I kept mentioning before that it's a West Tigers thing, so that's why he's talking about 05, but the fact that that obviously has some kind of large and important foundational mm. base to him is the reason why that kept coming up. And obviously you asked him a Penrith question that, that helped with yeah, the Panthers yeah. chat. Um, but I don't think the crowd, like when, when you started to ask your Penrith chat, there was like a all weird, like, oh, Gus Gould, yeah. I kind of forget that we have this, we have this one-sided rivalry to Penrith. I don't think they really care about us, but we care allegedly <sighs> about them. It's really weird, like, with the greatest respect that the Panthers Tigers sort of like recent rivalry is a little bit like, well, they shut the fuck up, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bit. No, I agree. Um, but 
at the same time, like, it tends to go a bit of both ways because people could just be nasty, whatever. But I think people sort of forget that tigers and panthers, whether it's west tigers or west before that, I'm not really sure about the Balmain thing, but they kind of have always gotten along in yeah. a way. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because there's a lot of similarities, which was basically what I asked him. Yeah. Because, like, you look at 03 and 05, um, the the great uh, Rugby League Graveyard podcast, I remember them mentioning... So good. I know, great podcast, isn't it? Oh, it's a shame. They're now in their own graveyard. Yeah, right yeah, I know. I, I still go back and listen to yeah. them, though. But, the um, R5 one's one of my favourite episodes ever. It's great. It's the same for me with 03, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they talk about those two years as, like, the two years that, like, the good guys won. Right. Because it was that power era of, like, the Bulldogs and the Roosters, Roosters and then yeah. the storm was about to take over, right, you know, right. and it, it would come just after the Broncos as well and everything. Oh, of course. And it was the year that, it was the Paul Fatawiri years. Yeah. You know, yeah. that seemed, seemed like another one that he loved as yeah, well. He, he mentioned Paul Fatawiri yeah. so many times. Yeah. I agree though. He's such a nice bloke. I, I saw him once in a Bowman pub, bought him a beer, thanked him so much for a five and then left him alone, as I tried to with most players. And then he came and found me later that night to thank me again for that beer, thank me so much for the thing. Oh. I just wanted to have a small chat, and I was like, oh, I was not mentally ready for this, so I was kind of like brushing off, like, oh, yeah. that's Paul, that's okay, man, have a great rest of your night. That's a... And the sat back down going, holy shit, I've never had a player come back to be yeah, like, hey, yeah. thanks, it was really lovely. So he seems like a really bloke, a really lovely bloke. Um, and so I'm not at all surprised that Sheenzy loved him, but. I think you're right. Shinzi and you were both saying then that the, the big thing, not just the, the winners, like the good guys win, but also he was saying there's such a big working class route mm. to rugby league and to those three suburbs, Balmain, Western suburbs, writ large and Penrith. And he thinks that that has such a big impact still in, in how the teams are perceived or adored or, you know, and, and Australia has such a big thing for an underdog that those teams really still carry that. Penrith probably not now. But no, it, yeah. as a suburb and as a as a place of Sydney, it certainly is seen as you yeah. know. If, if yeah, the you can... area more than the team currently, yeah. probably, yeah. but traditionally the team as well because they've always sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, except for 03 and then and then obviously ninety one. But the yeah. but also a lot of those players still encapsulate a lot of the people who live there. Like they're they're fun, loose because yeah. they're successful at the moment and yeah. they've come from a period of time. Unlike someone that's maybe a bit more like. Tedesco or something that it might be succeeding but you'd hardly be able to tell he wouldn't necessarily show you that he's succeeding was yeah, Lulawai scores yeah. and they're down by 30 and you can still by his face that he's loving yeah. every bit Yeah, I think that has a that to me feels a bit battlerish like that just feels a bit more unpolished and, and that's yes. maybe why they yeah. still hold that culture even though they can't stop winning yeah yeah I agree it's like it's it's the imperfections that yeah that's the make word. them sort of I guess likable yeah. in a way. Yeah. And like Joey yeah, Jones had it. And that Newcastle team all had it as well. Yeah, they'd be winning and they'd yeah. be loose. Well it's he used the um when he got asked a question about um when he was talking about Cameron Munster and Brandon Smith. Right. The nice way that he or said when it Tim was Sheen's, Yeah, he said yeah, yeah. he said scallywags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um well I mean that was that was when he changed to saying the nice thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. because and like I think that element you can take to like great like Penrith and Tigers players right. over the years, yep. you know. Um, like you think about, yeah, like Liam Fulton and Bryce Gibbs, yep. you know, Scallywags, mm. yeah. yeah. Penrith, yeah. when they score a try now and somehow 24 of them run out even though there's only 17 playing and celebrate <laughs> the try, and you're like, where'd those guys come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And um, 
yeah, I know that's not the exact context that he used to describe those no. players in, but yeah, I think there's like that energy for it, and you can tell that he just has a fondness for that sort of type of person. Yeah, that's you it. You know, because he talked about after he finished playing, he was captain coach or something like that for a year in the Campbelltown comp at the time, and then he went back to Penrith as a coach. Yeah, yeah, and then Canberra, and then mm. Townsville. And then the Tigers. And he was you know? going to go to, he was offered to go to Parramatta and he was just like, it's too far, yeah. like just going to Sydney. He wanted to stay in that area. And he still has that vibe that he's, he, he might live in one of those kind of areas. He doesn't mm. look like the kind of person, unlike, and I love Freddie Fittler, but Freddie obviously lived in that area and then moved and still lives in Bondi or, yeah. or in that oh, area. Freddie, Freddie goes on Channel 9 wearing a red, white and blue tie. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I still love the guy, yeah. but like, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a rooster. Yeah, isn't that know? amazing? What, how does that work? I mean, it's hard, right? Because how do you... He gets to choose. No one else really gets to choose. But I wonder why he chose... Maybe he captained that one. Maybe he had harder harder wins there. I don't know. What's the... I don't know. I think it... I think it was like... It was his coming of age kind of move. You know, because he was always next to Brandy and stuff at Penrith. Oh. And then he moved to be the guy at okay, the Roosters. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I... I remember hearing... Um, I can't remember, I think it was from a book or something maybe, they were talking about when Gus was recruiting for the Roosters when he first moved there, and it was, they wanted, um, they wanted a goal kicker, they wanted a fullback, and they wanted a superstar, and Freddie was the superstar they bought, mm. you know, Ivan Cleary was the goal kicker, someone else was the fullback, I can't remember, and it was like, Freddie was brought there to be that guy. And so I think Freddie at the Roosters symbolises something else that right. like you don't really remember as much at Penrith because you go, oh, he was just the young, good player that won a comp in a good team. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, I maybe my brain makes him a Penrith player. I don't know. Maybe when I fell oh, in love with football. Oh, my brain does too. Yeah. But that's probably I've probably got bias. In when my did he view, move? Though. Uh, 1995 was his last year at Penrith. Okay. Because I know my peak love of. Football when I was a kid is '94, buying all the cards, mm. playing it on the on the floor, yeah. and so maybe I'm just getting hung well, up with having a yeah. card of Freddie and a pen with that. Well, it was the last sort of like fun year yeah. before everyone started hating each yeah. other in rugby league yeah. for about five years. And another great podcast that, I, that we kind of brushed on. I don't know if we were recording at the time. The the um, rugby league digest talks about how '94. Yeah. yeah. Like it was them that talked about the Roosters thing. Sorry, it was oh, them. Right. Okay. Right. There we go. And so they often point out 94 is the greatest and they have a whole metric that they use to show that. Um, and I believed it when I was listening to it. I don't know if it's because we're all the same age and so we all have the similar, mm. like, I loved it at that time. But um, it certainly was incredible. So that's why I, I... And he was playing for New South Wales by then as well. And I yeah. think even Australia. He, he captained Australia at the 95 World Cup yeah, because so it's, it's like a thing that it, even though he'd already signed for the Roosters and he'd stopped playing for Penrith, he was still like a contracted Penrith player. So he's Penrith's only ever Australian captain. Wow. Yeah. Great fun fact. That's yeah, why you're yeah. on that pod. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, anything else you want to say about Genius? He was just everything that I thought he'd be. Right. Because, you know, you've met him before. Um, like like when you said when you um, said g'day to him in the oh, pub yeah. and that. Oh, okay, yeah. I'd never met him or anything before. But, like, he was this figure when growing up because you, you were talking about 94. For me growing up, it was like that 2005 Tigers team, right. you know, because I was eight when they won that comp. Yeah. And it was such an incredible, like, 
star team that was so fun to watch and everything. And he was talking about it with his coaching philosophies and stuff. Then, like you know, we'll score thirty, so you have to score thirty-one and everything. Yeah. And they were so what a fun. Great line. Yeah. And Tim Sheens was like one of those like I held him in that like Bennett Bellamy. Yep. You know, gold. Mm. Yeah. And like I still to this day when people talk about Tim Sheens, I'm like. Oh yeah, you know he was the coach when we made our first finals at Penrith. Because mm. I'm like, oh yeah, you know he was at Penrith. Like, because mm. yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I saw him as this like higher up coach, you know, for yeah. the good teams and stuff. Um, and so it was just so cool to to see the guy yeah. in front of me, you know. No, I agree. And, to have him like tangible mm. and listen to his craziness, yeah. and it was refreshing for him to just like be so open and candid with us. Because yeah. you know, there's no. You know, James Hooper's not here listening in or anything like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, And to just rag on about managers and, you know, Yeah, and he named, he named one at one point as well. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he said at one stage, I'm too old to care about my job now. I mean, that was the other beautiful thing. It's just mm. like, I have this contract now, but I've, I've paid everything. Like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm only now really doing this mm. for fun. There is a time where you've got to work for money in my life, and I don't have to do yeah. that now. He said, and, I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to be yeah, here. Yeah, that's you know? it. And that, uh, yeah, and that's exactly the line that made me feel like, we're going to win a premiership. Yeah. Like, Tim Sheens is here because he wants yeah. to be here. This is great. And he wants to be here. That's the other thing. Like, he now doesn't have any contra- contractual obligations. The Sackville hasn't... The Sackville's just got some stupid week leading up to the Dogs yeah. game to make people come to the Sackville. Oh, so, was it, so was it them that put this on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, the West Tigers and Sackville, I think, yeah. have a small I ship it. Yeah. I mean, this isn't... This should be at West Ashfield, right? Like, really, if this was serious. But the Sackville's mm. been like... They had a trivia last night, they had this, they have something yeah. on tomorrow night, and then the dogs came on Friday. Yeah, and so it'd be one where you'd expect him to be in like the polo up on a stage yeah. and stuff, the, the club here taking photos of it or something. Yeah. But this was just what, like 10, 15 people sitting around at a pub with a few beers just talking about footy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, it was, it was nice. You don't get Hanging to see that side word. of people at that level mm. very often. Yeah, you know? this intimate. Yeah, it was great. I'm glad you came. Thanks so much for coming oh, out. Thanks for inviting me. And for being on on the, on the, what would you call it? The uh, mother pod? This is yeah, on, cause this will be an Arello Doro, not one of these beautiful, like, uh, soul mm, yeah, pods. This You're is now on the OG, let's call yes. it. This is the one that we all fell in love with. You know? <laughs> I think this is my first time on it. Like, it's my first time on it as like a guest. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I think my voice has been on it once. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, that might yep. be true. Victoria and I, you got, we sent in a voice recording yeah. after um, that unfortunate game for the Tigers against the Storm last year. Yeah. Where it was like Storm were chasing the clock. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, think about it now. It was 40 nil at halftime. I, I was, yeah. There was a part of me by then was like, this is going to be amazing if they make 80. I'd be, I would have been yeah. excited yeah. to be part of history. Yeah. yeah. That, it's that old NRL line, the be there when history yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that one. That's yeah. so much better than Unreal. This one is so yeah. stupid. Yeah, I know. It sucks. And, the, and then over Magic Round, the thing was be there for real or something. And I was just like, this doesn't, no. Yeah, you played the no. whole thing just for this weekend, stupid. And the social media posts, like, yeah, oh. I feel so sorry for the Digis. Yeah. Because it's not their decision to post it. No. It's marketing people. And they must know that they've made a mistake now, but they've paid these people to bring out this amount of stuff for a year. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you just got to do and it. And the finals will be terrible. Unreal finals will yeah. be there for Remember when they finals. did the, the, from Tobby to Turbo? Yeah. And then from Brian to That Bizar. was this year as well, wasn't it? That was this oh year. My it was God, this campaign. Yeah. From nickname yeah. to first name. Yeah. It was so weird. <laughs> it was the worst thing yeah. ever. But be there when Tedesco happens. Be there when, you know, when when they had that be there yeah. when history happens, they just take out history and put it into place. That yeah. was fucking brilliant. Yeah. It was my favourite one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we can... It's my favourite NRL one. What's My Team was great, and also the Tina Turner, Simply the Best. Yeah. Though I don't know if they're actually marketing campaigns as they are, like a song at the beginning of the year, but... Yeah, yeah, they, those were like... Because those are like lyrics from a song, yeah. it's like a bit different to <laughs> yeah. like coming up with a tagline. Because yeah. those two were we more tweet successful. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.